0: I'm grateful this morning to have a guest preacher with us. I've been away Thursday, Friday, Saturday at a Church's Learning Change retreat, and was getting ready for the annual meeting, too. This has been a gift for me to not also have to prepare a sermon um, and to have someone um, trustworthy to fill the pulpit as well, who I know will bring a great word for you today. Our guest preacher is Reverend Thomas Tom Bartha. Uh, he was formerly the pastor at Pompton Reformed, uh, just our neighbors a little while away, retired what, about two years ago? Uh, three and a half. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. long already. Um He's here to share a story on Zacchaeus. He's even continuing along in this big stories series we've been doing, looking at stories we loved in Sunday school but have sort of left behind as we've grown up, taking a deeper look at those stories to see what we can see now too. So I invite you to welcome Tom with us this morning. Thank you. You know, before this prayer of illumination, just a personal word, Mary and I, we have some deep connections with this church, so I'll explain very quickly. Um, Gre- where's Greg, the organist? He, la- he went home. Okay. Our our music director over at Pompton was deeply inspired by Greg, Patty Kitchell, and she, uh, I bring greetings to him from her. Um, I was a classmate, graduated from seminary with your former pastor, Jim O'Connell, and then... Billy and Mara Joy Norden went to the church from here that Mary and I served in Michigan for 14 years. Um, So those are some nice connections. So I see the elder deacon nomination. Put my wife down as elder because we have some uh, (laughs) nice connections with this church. It's a gift to be here. Uh, I had the occasion to preach here oh 10, 12 years ago. The worship was downstairs in the fellowship hall across the way. So it's nice to be back, and I was glad uh, to meet Samantha, and, and oh, I've met you before, but uh, it's all right. It's nice to be here. I'll stop talking. <laughs> As you make your way to the Gospel of Luke, the 19th chapter, the big story today, this is verse 19, verses 1 through 10. But prior to that, will you join me in a moment of prayer? Holy God, may your word be our teacher, your spirit our guide, and the greater glory of Jesus Christ, our supreme concern. In his name, amen. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. And so he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down for I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome Jesus. And all who saw it began to grumble and said, he's gone to be the guest of one who's a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay it back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is the son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The word of the Lord. Well, the essay was from a heart transplant patient written on the 10th anniversary of his successful transplant. He writes, 10 years ago, in the wee hours of the morning, God performed a miracle in me. It was not the first miracle that God would perform in my life, nor would it be the last, but it was perhaps the most dramatic. And he goes on to write how his priorities have changed, his gratitude deepened, and how he walks closer to God, with God. And the SCA closed with these words. He says, I know that no one lives forever, and that someday God will decide that he can better care for me on the other side of the Jordan. But until that time, I am enjoying every moment of life. A heart transplant. Similarities to Jesus, to Zacchaeus' story, only here is a heart transplant. Transformation So here is what we know about Zacchaeus. He is a tax collector in Jericho, the chief tax collector, and he is rich. He is likely also the most hated man in town. Tax collectors work for the Roman government, who hold the Jews in slavery, and the tax collectors are viewed by trade as traitors by their own people, the Jews. It would be like one of us working for ISIS. It's that sort of a despicable character. He's wealthy because he cheats people. That's how tax collectors in their uh, Jesus' day become wealthy. Because they're so hated, they have nothing to lose. They charge exorbitant interest. They pad the books. Now, the text does not say that Zacchaeus was a cheat, but simply an honest tax collector in Jesus' day did not happen. So, the strong accusation, often thrown at Christ. You've heard it, you know, he associates with tax collectors and sinners, the lowest of the low. And we also know that Zacchaeus was short physically. If somebody is intensely disliked, then cruel people might zoom in on a physical characteristic, a protruding chin, a large nose, thick glasses. You know, I never... Now, it might be the favorite song of your kids here in Sunday school. I never much cared for that Sunday school song, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. I sang it, probably led it, I just never cared for it. I probably won't sing it again. Short on respect, short on friends, short on integrity, short on reputation. People hold him responsible for their financial woes. Crowds line the streets of Jericho as Jesus enters town, and they are not about to let this tax collector have a good view. An accidental elbow here, you know, kind of a knee to the backside, whoops, Sorry, Zacchaeus, and this tax collector is jostled left and right. Uh, A sycamore tree is ahead, wide and sturdy, with branches low to the ground. What does Zacchaeus have to lose? Respect, zero. Dignity, gone. Friends, he has none. And so, to the hoots and the jeers of the crowd, Zacchaeus scrambles up in the branches. He has to see Jesus for himself. To the pastoral team here, quit whispering, Samantha. I was going to ask you and Andy a question. (laughs) What was he hoping to see? What was Zacchaeus hoping to see getting up there in the tree? Text says, he was trying, I won't put you on the spot again. <laughs> they were talking, they were saying, what are we having for lunch? There, you know, uh, 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 the text says he was trying to see who Jesus was. So does he imagine, imagine that a glimpse, a fleeting glimpse, somehow at the top of Jesus' head as he passes by below is going to change him somehow? I don't believe Zacchaeus knew what he was looking for. Yet his climbing is more than curiosity. Something is stirring in his soul. And so when Jesus is beneath the branches, he stops and looks up, and Zacchaeus cringes. And the crowd thinks, oh good, oh good. Zacchaeus is being singled out. And they're waiting to hear Jesus call him out. You traitor, shame, woe to you. You're right, Jesus, let him have it. The man is a disgrace. Sinner with a capital S. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. And the crowd rubs their hands. It's been years, it's been a while since I have watched the Price is Right television show. Betty Schlobotnik, the announcer barks. Come on down. And Betty races down the aisle while the room explodes in applause. Not this time. Zacchaeus. Hurry and come down. I must stay at your house today. What? Crowd is stunned silent. Zacchaeus wonders if he is even hearing right. He wants me. It's a crucial moment. Zacchaeus could stay up in those branches, you know. It is a watershed moment. When Jesus Christ calls your name, whispers your name in some unexpected fashion, when the Holy Spirit taps you on the shoulder and you know unmistakably that you have been called, tasked for a special purpose, uh, you can't always explain it. And plenty of people rebuff Jesus' invitation there's safety in those branches, isn't there? It is certainly easier to go on with our own preoccupations and agendas than to let Jesus get a hold of us. Following Jesus can be risky business, and yet the spectator role is over when Jesus Christ speaks your name, whispers your name, When the Spirit taps you on the shoulder, Jesus is not so interested in spectators. He seeks those who are open to having their lives, their hearts transformed, rearranged. I must stay at your house today. There's divine necessity. It's not simply, I simply would like to do this, but I must. It's my task. It was why I was sent, to seek and to save those who were living apart from the Lord. John Newton, you may know the name. In the 1700s, just a nasty human being, deeply involved in the slave trade. John Newton was a ruthless master of a slave ship. And you truly could say that he was lost, living in a manner so far from God. Yet he was also found by the heart-changing grace of God, and claimed for a new purpose. His conversion led him to become an Anglican priest and a witness to the horror of the slave trade and outspoken uh, influence upon those who could put an end to it. John Newton, hurry and come down. I must stay at your house today. And this former slave trader went on to write the hymn, Amazing grace, which articulates that struggle of being lost and then found by God's grace. I read a World War II account, World War II, about a boy whose parents were missionaries in India. And when at the age of 12, these parents left to go into the mission field, and they left their son with relatives, Uh, the plan was for him to be with them a year. But then war broke out, finances were tough, and that one-year plan to reunite became six years before the parents finally returned home. You can imagine the anticipation. Their son was at the train station long before the sun came up. And the train pulled in shortly before dawn. The mother and the father were the only ones who got off the train, and their son wrote these words. I could barely see them in the early morning uh, darkness, and they could barely see me. We embraced in the semi-darkness, and then my mother led me into the light of the waiting room. Tears were running down her face as she gazed intently into my eyes, taking my hands, my cheeks in her hands, And she turned to my father. She said, oh, Arnett, he is gone and looks exactly like you. He looks just like you. Zacchaeus climbs down from his tree looking more like Jesus, at least inwardly. Transformation has begun. And you hear his words, Lord, half my possessions I'll give to the poor. And if, and that could really be translated since, There was no ifs about it. If I've defrauded anyone of anything, I'll pay them back four times over. That is what grace does. Turns us outward. Makes givers out of takers. Opens closed hearts and closed fists. Turns us outward to love and to serve. New priorities take root by Christ's spirit stirring within us we can never we begin to think and act more like Jesus something has begun that we cannot always explain or understand spectator roll is over I must stay at your home today this is so much more than a Sunday school lesson or a bad song it's a big story it's a grace story Jesus claimed Zacchaeus' past, transformed his present, redirected his future. Transformation of the human heart is still Jesus' mission. You never know where our Lord might stop be by the perch where you or I sit, comfortable, complacent, maybe apathetic. Restless, any number of things, unanticipating, and call us down, call us into a new direction. Whoever you are, whatever brought you here this morning, God has high hopes and purposes for you. As to the muttering of the crowd, well, it continued. He's gone to be, Jesus is gone to be with a tax collector. That went on and it grew. And it followed Jesus all the way to Jerusalem, all the way to the cross. It continues today, but that has never stopped our Lord from claiming lives for his kingdom purposes. Grand or small, wherever we are called, whatever certain person God brings across our path, whoever feels isolated and needs to be welcomed, whoever is lonely and needs to be comforted, Those are the vital things, that's the heart and soul of responding in gratitude to Jesus Christ, saved by grace and created to love and to serve. It's a big story. So may God grant us the wisdom, the courage to keep open ears, to step down and follow wherever he leads. Amen. Let us pray. O seeking God, call us, out of the places where we sit even now and strengthen us to be the people you have called us to make a difference in your world for Jesus' sake. Amen.